Hi, I'm Ken Kessler, and welcome to the Sounds of Christmas podcast. If you're new to this podcast, I want to start by saying thanks for joining us. If you're not new, welcome back. Either way, I'm glad you're here. Now, to avoid any confusion, I want to start off by saying there won't be any music played here. This is a place for conversation. I'll talk about Christmas music and some related topics, sometimes by myself and sometimes with guests. If you're looking for music, just go to soundsofchristmas.com and click on the tree or the player on the front page or on the Listen Now page. We play the best variety of Christmas music all year long. Well, except in October, when we play the best variety of Halloween music. Very happy to have singer-songwriter David Browning with us on the podcast today. Hi, David. Hi, Ken. Very happy to be here. Great to have you here. I noticed on your website that you have both a medical career and a music career. These are going on at the same time? Yeah, that's right. Um, so work as a physician in the day and music all the rest of the time, whenever I'm not working after hours. And of course, yeah, but it's a passion of mine. So I've been doing it since I was a little kid. It's just something I can't stop, no matter how hard I try. <laughs> the other thing I saw that I thought was was very interesting and talked about, as you said, your passion for music and that you have even been creating music in your cabin on the Disney Cruise Line. Oh, you found that, did you? Yes. Yeah, I worked for Disney Cruise Line as the ship physician for two years, and there was a ward that was never used. So I sort of just converted into a makeshift recording studio. And I even at one stage was filming videos there. <laughs> so I had um, I had green screens and stuff that imported from um, Amazon or whatever. Um, yeah, so that was that was great. And have you also taught music? It looked like you did some some maybe arranging in college uh, for college and also for high school bands in university. Yes, I was involved in a couple of um, choral groups and um, started off just as a singer and then rose through the ranks, I guess, and then was arranging and conducting um, for for the groups later in, in my university years. So was pursuing a degree in medicine and pursuing music at the same time, did those go together well or did it provide lots of challenges? Uh, well, that's an interesting question because it is it has been something that has been um, sort of a conflict in my life really since I was young. Um, and it's only recently that I've really come to terms with being comfortable with both and not having to rely on the idea of um, music being something that will provide me an income. So yeah, I'm quite comfortable at this stage having the two careers, if you will. And um, but yes, it certainly was at times a conflict, feeling like, what should I do? What should I do? But um, I'm quite happy now doing both. And it looks like uh, if Spotify is to be believed, that your first single came out in 2006, so 15 years ago. I will follow you into the dark. Is that right? No, there's some kind of publishing error there. Um, that was only released a few years ago. Um, so there was nothing, I, I have published things before, but not as a solo artist um, and not th like that. I had recorded demos and I'd, I'd worked with a band called Goldilocks and we produced an album, um, but that was more than 10 years ago now. But yeah, I will follow you into the dark. I don't know why it says 2006. I think that's the year that it was actually written by the original artists because it's a cover version, right? So was the first thing that was on your own, the Now You See Me EP? That's the first thing I released as a solo artist, yeah. 
and it was the three tracks and then those three tracks then went on to be on the debut album and then Christmas Presents which I've now released as my second I guess studio album and it's Christmas themed of course. One of the things that that I really enjoy about your music is that and and I don't even know why this this would be a surprise to anybody is I guess I guess the thing is that there is a feeling in the music business that you have to have everybody in their box of whatever genre of whatever kind of music that they do it needs yeah. to be in a certain place and you have a cover of when doves cry you have a song about sarah mclaughlin and then your first album uh, is daddy's issues and there's a lot of i don't want to say all over the map but there's a lot of different kinds of songs some are not novelty songs but some are obviously showing a sense of humor some are like when doves cry is a very beautiful cover um and it's it's just a a big mix has has you've, you've really gone your own way mm. and has that been difficult or was that just the way you were you you've been planning your your music agenda well that's a really good question and um well thank you for noticing that it is quite all over the map if you as you put it the, um and i would i would agree that it, there's a certain sort of novelty pop which is something i've been kind of moving into in the last year or two it's something that's always been there i think at the heart of the question is that i can really just do whatever i want um because for me it's not i'm not trying to fit into some kind of business model or trying to make record executives happy right so it's um it really just is about expression and for me it's been about creating music since i was a kid so it's it's whatever inspires me and what i feel inspired to do and so as a result it is a bit sort of all over the place if you will um and but like i said it's just it's something that i love and just can't stop doing it i have to ask what inspired you to come up with a sarah mclachlan song <laughs> um so I'm a member of the Vancouver Men's Chorus actually and we well I was inspired initially by uh something that the Los Angeles Men's Chorus did about there's a track they did called Shia LaBeouf um and it was sort of it is definitely a novelty pop song right and then I saw with my my sort of thinking about what it could be in this Canadian celebrities right so um Yeah, so then it just sort of hatched the idea of having something similar um that could be done from a Vancouver setting. Um and that that was the initial spark and that's how it grew out of that. So if you if you listen to the track you'll hear that there are members of the Vancouver Men's Chorus singing backing vocals with me. Um the ultimate idea was to create a video but we haven't got to that yet. Maybe we still will. Just speaking of videos, you have a YouTube channel and you have You have lots of videos on there several of them around the half a million views mark including when doves cry how how active would you say that you are creating uh, in creating videos and and using the YouTube channel the problem with the YouTube videos or like get, gathering a following on YouTube seems to be that the well the model is to push out videos all the time right for YouTubers so they every week kind of to really build a following on YouTube um So the way that I've been doing it the videos are quite 
stylized and they take a lot longer to produce. So um, I haven't been able to produce its content at such a, a, a rapid rate. Um, but there are some more plans in the work. I'm going to be doing some more lyric videos um, to support the, um, and it's, yeah, it's hard to, to predict what will, what will find, a, what will resonate on YouTube. Like somehow when Dove's Cries started streaming a lot in Brazil of all places, and that just started to pick up. Um, um, but yeah, I, I enjoy creating videos. So that's, I have a, a, Mark Rumi is a friend of mine who I work with, who's a fantastic director. So we will continue to create, again, just what we really feel like we want to do. And the Christmas album came out this this fall. Actually, the the album came, is called it's called Christmas Presents, and it came out recently. Uh, Merry Christmas is the the first track, and that single came out earlier. And you have a video for that as well. And it's not it's not your typical kind of Christmas song, but it gives you the I, I think you said the the all the Christmas feelings, right uh merry christmas yeah that was the goal was for it to be sort of heartwarming sing along um and my producer when he got hold of my demo he sort of took it in a kind of what i might say is a sort of toy story direction um and yeah i'm very happy with it it's 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 a fun track and it does um it, it was a song i wrote very quickly actually while i was conceiving the album it sort of just came through me within five minutes and then um then the lyrics afterwards were took a bit took some time but it was the inspiration for it was just there and it just felt like it was the right thing to do as the lead single i know the first time that i heard it i don't know four five six weeks ago the the opening line as you talk about how long it has been since january and i it, it absolutely resonates because it does seem like this has just been one of those years that seemed like it has lasted a decade. Yeah, it certainly has. It's been such a strange time for everybody. So I was hoping to, yeah, just to speak to that and just bring some cheer and hopefully move forward and see some light at the end of the tunnel with obviously with COVID and everything else that's happening. Yeah. And I don't want to make it sound like this is this is not a, a sad song. It's a very upbeat and hopeful song, but just the way that it started, because so many Christmas songs, you know, they, they start about about snow and about jingle bells and, and all of those kind of all the trappings that you expect. And, you know, you nod along and you. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah. OK, Merry Christmas. It's, you know, there's stockings right. and all that kind of stuff. But this starts and you feel like, you know what? Yeah. It has been a decade since January. Well, I'm really glad that that resonated with you and that you picked that up. Thank you. You're very welcome. You have a, a bunch of other original songs on this, and you have a couple interesting covers on this. I'll Be Home for Christmas. Any particular reason that you were drawn to that one? It's always been a song that I've really loved. Um, and... I wanted something that was just sort of very traditional and a little bit more nostalgic. I felt like the album needed something a little bit along those lines um, towards the end. So, and I wanted, I did want to have a few covers. I actually had Feliz Navidad originally was supposed to be on the album, but I was unable to secure the license for it, um, for the cover song. 
But so we ended up just having good King Wenceslas and I'll be home for Christmas as covers. And good King Wenceslas is a very interesting choice because it doesn't get covered that much. You'll hear it in movies. Usually you'll hear like uh, like Canadian brass performing it or something like that. Right. You don't you don't often hear it. I guess it's just one of those songs that is sort of. I don't know that we're sort of losing. It's one of those Christmas songs because we you don't hear it a lot. So it's a, a, I think that's a great choice because nobody else is singing that anymore. Yeah. And it, I felt like I found a way into to really change the music and create a different energy for it. And it, like it, beca- it became quite cinematic at the end of the day, um, sort of building. And then the arrangement that my producer came up with was also fantastic. So um, I've been very happy with that one, actually. And it's. I think it. I think it puts a new spin on on the track completely, right? From the very simple thing that everyone is aware of, this builds it and elaborates on it a bit. Definitely, it was just a surprise to see it on the track list because it's just it's not one of those that get you do see that that often anymore. Right. The other tracks. Are there anything in particular that that really stands out to you that you wanted to make sure you included on this? So Search for Love um, was a very important track for me because it was, I wrote it as a teenager and I performed it in our high school school, um, musical. It was The Sound of Music and um, uh, Yvette Barnard, who's on the track as well, and I, we sang the song as the love song um, for Captain Von Trapp and Maria because we didn't like the original one. So we just cut it and put in our own. So it was additional music by David Browning. Um, but so anyway, it was, it's been around for over 20 years now. And then when I had this opportunity and then I got hold of Yvette, who's, who became a professional rock singer, actually, um, she was on board and then it, it ended up being one of my favorites. Um, so yeah, it's, it's something special. And interestingly, that melody that I wrote in high school, it it actually came to me in a dream. It's a, the only time that's ever happened to me that I wrote a song while I was asleep. Like I woke up and I had this melody just note for note in my head and um, went and played it and that was it. So Search for Love was, has always been an important song for me. And then the other one that, that I, I, I'm very fond of as well is The Present, which is the last one, which... Um, as you were saying earlier, like it's certainly not something that would be considered pop, but it is something that uh, that that came from a deep place inside of me, and I felt like it was important for me to share. So I'm 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 quite proud of that one as well. Any idea if any of these other tracks are going are going to be something that will pop up on a, as a video on your on your channel? Um, so probably. I might have a lyric video in the for in the next week or two, um, but being a, a seasonal kind of album, we may plan some videos for next year. Um, uh, Mark Rooney, as I mentioned, is he's there's a few of them that he really wants to produce something for. So I'm not sure yet what which which of the tracks will end up getting a full music video treatment, but none of them are going to get one this year anyway. Yeah, it's a very short window for Christmas music every year. Yeah. And, you know, people who are, who are casual listeners don't quite get what it takes to 
write the songs and arrange the songs and record the songs and mix the songs and get them ready and get the licensing that you need and get them out there and do all that in time for, you know, November, December, and really mostly just December. And then it's over. Yeah. And, you know, it can take, it can take months and months. When, when did you start recording Christmas presents? Um, I would say October or even September. Yeah. It was in September that we were conceiving of it and started with the initial tracks. Yeah. And it looked like on your YouTube channel that you had a version of Good King Wenceslas from last year. I don't know if it's the same. So that was, um, that was actually my home demo that we, that was, um, I recorded by myself and then just made it in the woods. So that was the demo that I presented to my producer, Ian Prince, and he elevated the arrangement. So it's the same idea, but it's slightly different in terms of production values. And since you sort of have videos planned for next year, any idea if there's going to be more Christmas music coming along with that? I'm not sure yet. We'll see how how things develop. And um, it's certainly possible. Um, but yeah, we, there's a whole year first to get through. Right. So see what else comes that way. I'm just a Christmas music guy. I have to ask everybody who comes on the podcast. <laughs> and I know I know it's tough because, oh, you finally finished it. You got it out there. And then here's this guy going, so when is there going to be more? Right. Yeah. So not sure yet, but hopefully next year we'll have at least something to supplement it. Maybe make a deluxe version of the album. Maybe I'll secure Feliz Navidad's licensing. We'll see. Any live performances anywhere coming up for you? Not yet. That will we'll be waiting for the new year to try and to see if we can get that ball rolling again. Any non-Christmas music things on your agenda coming up? Um, so now after this, I'm going to just be taking a break um, and then writing as I always do, just sort of ad hoc and slowly start conceiving of what what to do next, whether it be a, a new album or um, videos or whatnot. But take a bit of a break first, I think. Okay. I have to ask about this and I'll edit it out if you, if, if you want, but I couldn't help but notice on the YouTube channel, some of your early videos for banana of the desert. <laughs> I made those on the Disney cruise line. Oh, those are some of my favorites. So that's been... <laughs> and I animated it myself, which <laughs> I took, uh, there was some program I found. Yeah. Banana of the desert. They're they're really cute, and I love what you wrote about them. There's Starry Starry Banana that you put on there was directed by Vincent Van Gogh. Um, <laughs> there's Tiptoe Through the Tulips that you have introducing Robert Redford. It's it's very funny. I'm glad you found those. Yeah, that's <laughs> that was that was quite some time ago. Maybe it's time to revisit them. Maybe that's my <laughs> next project. <laughs> the Return of the Banana of the Desert. What's the best way for people to keep up with you? Is it through your website, through social media? Yeah, up to their preference. If they want to follow along on Facebook or Instagram, I usually post stuff there. Um, if they want to be on the mailing list, they can they can sign up on my website, which is davidbrowningartist.com. Um, and yeah, I'd love, love for people to follow along. Yeah, in fact, if you go to davidbrowningartist.com, Right on the front page, up in the right, you'll see links to 
Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, and Apple. So you can you can use that as a hub, really, and go wherever you like. You can also listen to some of his songs and check out videos on the website, too. David, thank you so much. Uh, I'm loving the new album, and I'm looking forward to hearing more from you. And I'm grateful that you spent some time with us today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. And thank you for, yeah, for so thoroughly researching and finding all the old nuggets. That's, that's really appreciated. Thank you. And thank you so much for listening, helping us share some Christmas spirit and for helping this podcast continue to grow. Since you're listening to us now, you've obviously found us somewhere. But if there's another site you like to use for podcasts, check out our podcast page on our website for the complete list of everywhere you can listen to the Sounds of Christmas podcast. And the website is soundsofchristmas.com. Then just click on the podcast tab. For the Sounds of Christmas station to listen to the music, you'll need to stick with our website or our app in the Google Play Store. If you have comments or suggestions, feel free to reach out to me on social media or through the website. Thanks again, and may you always believe in Santa Claus.